Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, broken crayons still color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayons Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Retha Nicole. Welcome, Retha. Hi. So glad to have you. And so just good to be here. Yeah, just to kind of introduce you to our listeners, I just wanted to share a little bit about you. Retha was newly married and five months pregnant. Life seemed to be going well until her husband went into a coma. God really spoke to her and changed her life. In the year and nine months, she took care of her husband in her home with a new baby. She will share her story in today's podcast. And Retha, I don't think you know this, but my dad actually was assaulted and was in a coma for eight weeks. And so I really just connected immediately with your story, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about it today. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just to start off with, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the broken crayons in your life looked like during this season? Well, I think that, um, you know, it's always interesting because your show is broken crayons and I think that they look like they had been run over by a truck I mean I oh yeah you know I literally felt like um a Mack truck just hit me head on and um I just didn't know like how do you even pick yourself up from the the news or just watching it um I literally watched it happen um so just I, I didn't, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know, like, how am I going to get up? How am I going to open my eyes? Is this a dream? Like, what is happening? Yeah, so how did, a, how did it happen? Um, it, you know, you said you were watching it. Yeah, he was, um, he was sleeping, and um, we were, um, uh, one of the biggest blessings for us is we were already at the hospital. Um, he... Um, was going to be released from the hospital. He had sickle cell, and so he had had a crisis the day before. And um, I went and dropped our older kids off at school, and then I came back to the hospital. And um, he he said, okay, um, they're going to do a shift change, and then they'll discharge, and we can go home. So I said, okay. And he said, so I'm just going to close my eyes for a minute until they're ready. So I said, okay. And um, I was pregnant at the time, which you said. And so I sat down and um, in a chair at the foot of the bed. Yeah. And, and then for the first time in my life, I like heard an audible voice say, he's going to stop breathing. Oh, wow. And I thought man, I'm tired. Like, you know, I'm tired or crazy or this pregnancy (laughs) or what is happening. So I got up and I looked at him and he, um, always snored. And so he was snoring then. And I was like, that's when I was like, okay, I'm crazy. Like 
I need to vacation or something. And I do a half turn to go back and sit down and, um, and they stopped breathing. Like oh. I heard, um, like, like that. And, um, and then it was over and he stopped breathing. And so to watch that, they mm. were, um, in the room in like five seconds because I, um, of course screamed and, um, it filled the room in a matter of a minute with all these people and they kind of push you out. And, um, and so I just paced in the hallway, um, scaredly looking in, you know, not really wanting to look in, but wanting to look in, you know, right. it's that brain wreck mentality. Like I don't really want to see it, but I do. And, um, and they got him, um, breathing again, but you know, via the machine yeah. and rushed us to ICU. And then when I say I felt like a truck hit me and I didn't want to open my eyes because then they put me in this um, prayer waiting room for two hours. Oh, wow. While they um, assessed him. Yeah. And I know there were so many details and so many things that you could share. But, you know, as that was happening and here you are pregnant and, you know, all of this is going on. You have other children at home. Like through the process of, you know, you know, seeing this happen, but then having to take care of your husband for so long afterwards, was there a, a low point? Was the lowest point when you found out or was it later? Like, what would you say was the lowest point? I think that, um, honestly, the lowest point um, was probably about, oh gosh, eight months in. Um, and I, I had just had it. I mean, yeah. like literally Shelly, I was like, okay, exhausted enough. Um, right. Because, um, I had a newborn baby and I had two older boys mm. and I, um, and I opted to bring him home and take care of him in our home as opposed to a rehab facility or a nursing home or hospice type because um, I had juggled that for um, four months in the hospital. Um, You know, so when I say juggled, I mean I had juggled going to a facility, leaving, taking care of the kids, and it just was so hard. And, um, you know, ignorance can be bliss sometimes. You just don't know how hard it will be once he's home. But in my mind, I just thought we'll all be in one location. Right. So probably about eight months into um, doing that dance, I just laid in bed one morning and I thought, I'm not getting up today. Oh. I, I'm just not. I'm not getting up today. And um, and literally, this is going to sound so harsh, but it was what I felt. I just thought, he's already in a coma. Um, he doesn't. He, it, it's just, it's over for him and I want it to be over for me. And so I'm just not getting up and whatever happens happens. Cause I'm not moving. Wow. And, um, so he was still in a coma at this time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And, um, and so I lay there and I thought that and I cried and I just, I was so angry with God. And I was just like, cause you don't understand. Like I'm tired and, I'm yeah. by myself doing this 24-7, and and you're all-knowing, and you did this, and so I'm done. I'm done. Call it quits. Take wow. me now. And um, 
And so I lay there crying, saying all of those mean things to God. And probably about 20 minutes into my own tantrum, um, the baby cried. And um, just not even a, you know, just kind of a I'm waking up kind of a cry. And, um, And I just thought, oh, man, well. He's not in a coma. I can't leave him there. Right. You know, like, so I get up and I go over to the bassinet and he just smiles at me with Aww. the biggest smile. <laughs> and um, and then for the second time, I heard that same audible voice and say, that's why you had a baby. Oh, wow. Because and and so that's all that I heard. But from there, I knew that that meant that's why. Right. Because. Everything I had just said that God is all knowing and he did this. And so he does things through um, tragedies and all of that good and bad that may not be what we want, but it's for our good. Right. So that baby, as hard as that was, the pregnancy, you know, of of course, was extremely difficult from there on. And then we teetered the bed rest line. Um, so many times and we teetered false labor so many times Mm. and it was extremely rough. But at that moment, God said, that's why you had to have the baby because you would give up. You would Mm. give up now had it not been for this little one. God gave you the motivation to continue on. So your husband wasn't even awake when your baby was born. No, my husband never met his son. So your husband never came out of the coma? No. Oh, so sorry. Never. Wow. And so, wow, what, what a story. And I know there's so much that we could, we, we could bring out of it. Do you, do you think that was the turning point where, where God said, that's why you needed, you know, to have this baby? Or was there another specific turning point for you? I do. I think that that was the turning point because then I now, mind you, I just had that tantrum, right? And I right. just told him, you're you're all-knowing, and why would you do this? And you did this, and I blamed it all on him. And so that was the turning point because that was when I realized, like, without a doubt, you are in control. Yeah. Like, even when it's tragic, you still are in control. Like, you still got this. And... um that's when I truly learned that, you know, um, God isn't all um, feathers and rainbows. There is some hard stuff that he brings upon us to show us different aspects, to save us potentially, to reconcile some life lessons that he wants us to learn. There's so much. And I think that For many people, and myself included, you're taught that he is rainbows and feathers, and he's all love, and it's all great. And so to be able to see his hand Mm -hmm. in my life through the tragedy was magical for me. It meant the most to me, and that was the turning point that I said, okay, you're here, so what are we doing? Right. Like, what what are we doing this for? What am I supposed to be learning? I'm dropping it all. I'm turning in to you, hands open, saying, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Yeah, point of surrender. And that is 
typically a turning point for any of us, you know, when we get to that point of, okay, Lord, I surrender. I give, you know, I, this is, I can't do it. And you were at that point, you were, you know, out of energy, you know, tired. And, and so, you know, with somebody that might be in a situation where they've walked through extreme tragedy and loss or, you know, just a really difficult time and they're tired and they just don't know what to do. Do you have a piece of encouragement or advice that you would want to share with them? Yeah, I think that um, it kind of goes along with what I just said. Just say to him, open hands, what are we doing? Like, what is this about? This is blowing my mind and not in a good way. And I don't understand. And so I need some help. And so um, I I really love the book of James. It's a short book. And I, I would challenge everyone to read the whole book and really take it verse by verse and just try to figure out. But my favorite is James um, one verse five and, and, um, five and six. And I, I'm going to read the NLT version if that's okay. Yeah, that's great. But it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So remember that, right? Like, first of all, verse five says, ask him. So that's what I mean. Palms up, ask him, what are we doing? Like, this is confusing and it hurts and it does not feel good. And I feel alone and I don't feel like anybody can help me. So help me. And when you do ask him that, then also be ready for that answer. For me, when I turned in and asked him that, I knew that he wasn't going to bring my husband back. And so that was hard. That was devastating. Mm. What did that mean? What, you know, it's just, you, you gotta be ready. And so you can't be like in verse six where it says, don't waver and you can't be unsettled. You can't, ask him and then give him conditions for his answer. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I do, I love that verse because it's a promise. It's a promise that he will give us wisdom and it may not be what we want to hear. It may not be in the timing we want, but he is there. He's listening. Even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it feels like your prayers are hitting a brick wall. You know, God is there and he is willing to give wisdom. Well, you have just shared such a powerful story. I wish we had more time, but you know, if somebody really connected with your story and wants to connect with you further online, what's the best way to connect with you? So I, um, I have a website and it's my name, RethaNicole.com. Um, and Nicole is spelled with an H and then I am, I'm not on much social media, but I like Instagram. So it's at Reetha Nicole on Instagram as well. And anyone can send me a message on either of those outlets and I'll be sure to get back to you. I will say this. Um, sometimes I, um, I pray really hard before I get back to people, um, that are in similar or tragic situations because I, I, because I've been there, I don't like to just give blanket answers and, right. and just, um, 
and just blanket, you know, statements of I'm praying for you. So, right. (laughs) So it may take me a minute to process. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I always say, you know, God can turn our mess into a masterpiece. And so how is God using you today to, um, in ministry or to help others or just to, to be a light? Like what are some of the ways he's now using you? Um, one of the ways that he's using me is I, I do travel and speak and, um, not only share my story, but just share his goodness and, um, his richness. Um, and I do, I have a podcast as well. So I try to share on my podcast, just his word. My podcast is strictly just a mini Bible study. I think that one of the reasons that he took me through that journey was, um, because I, was living good life, no Jesus, meaning, you know, good person, good life, but not really understanding what it meant to have a relationship with him. So yeah. I believe that that's my purpose. And that's what he uses me for is awesome. to say, you know, everything can be great, but you still need him and you need to understand that. Yeah, I love that. And share the name of your podcast so that people can find you. And um, the name of my podcast is My Light Still Shines, and it's on iTunes. And I chose that name because I want everybody to know that through anything, your light, you still have a light. And God is still within you, and he will make your light shine again. Awesome. I just got goosebumps. I sometimes call them (laughs) God bumps because, you know, he's using what was, you know, probably the worst thing that could, you could think could ever happen, you know, losing your husband and walking through months and months and months and months and months of just uncertainty and trying to take care of him. And yet God is using you in such powerful ways. And so thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for being here. And I appreciate you. you and all that you're doing. And thank, thank all of you, you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. And thank all of you for that are listening and tuning in. And I just want to remind you, if you are someone you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to have you on the show. You can apply to be featured on the podcast at shellyhits.com forward slash story. And until next time, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelley's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.